Whoopsie, got a false start on the host already. 6.13 now on this Lundy Gras morning. Humidity's back. You can feel it when you go outside this morning. Highs of 76 today, 80 tomorrow. Not quite the warmest Mardi Gras on record. What is interesting, though, and I'll tell you more about this later, is the warmest Mardi Gras is on record. Not February 21st, naturally, because Mardi Gras changes date to date. But the warmest on record are from a long time ago, four out of seven. And it's when Mardi Gras was earlier. So I think that's kind of weird. Anyway, Ash Wednesday, high of 82. Right now it's about 65 degrees outside if you average the temperatures. And although it is Lundy Gras here, we, uh, we're going to cover some of the other things that are going on throughout the world and the United States, one of which is President Biden's proposed tax on billionaires. And for that, we are joined by Adam Michelle, Director of Tax Policy Studies for the Cato Institute. Good morning, Adam. Good morning. Thanks for having me on. Is it Michelle or Michelle? Uh, it's Michelle. Michelle, let's so thought. So, uh, have you ever been to Mardi Gras or not? I have not, no, but my extended family is from uh, from the New Orleans area. So, really? Uh, I definitely need to make it down there eventually. You know, I know somebody named Michelle, and, and I wonder maybe distantly it might be related. Um, down from Blackman's Parish. Wait, let's talk about Biden's billionaire tax and the State of the Union address. What What exactly is he proposing to do? Yeah, so he's proposing a, a new tax. It actually would be our second minimum tax on uh, on wealthy people, and it it, it sort of redefines income, uh, and he means wealth uh, when he talks about income. And it's a new twenty percent tax on on these uh, on these uh, folks to uh, uh, to sort of get at the talking point that wealthy people don't pay enough in taxes, and we know that that's not not true. Uh, higher income folks pay about double the tax rate fully combined uh, across all taxes uh, as, as sort of middle income Americans uh, tend to. Uh, people making it, people in the top 0.01% uh, of income earners uh, paid an a average income tax rate of uh, 25% in 2020, according to the IRS, which is one of the highest rates of, of the sort of all, all the income buckets sort of going from the bottom all the way up to the top. Uh, so. The, the sort of premise of the tax is, uh, is, is faulty, and it has a bunch of sort of uh, economic costs that I'm hoping we can talk about as well. Absolutely. Let me, let me get stick with the buckets for a second, though. The buckets then that pour into the Treasury, those buckets primarily come from, if you can look at percentage of money that the Treasury collects. Uh, this, uh, the the so the wealthy people bought, pay a significant share of the total revenue that the Treasury corrects, uh, collects. Of a portion of the, the income tax, higher income uh, taxpayers pay even a larger share of the, of the money that's, uh, that's ultimately collected. And so if you just look at sort of the amount of income you earn versus how much it, the percentage of the income tax that's collected, uh, the, the wealthy pay a disproportionate share of, of revenue that, that's brought into the, the federal government. Of their own income, and then they also provide overall uh, a, a non-proportionate share of the income that the Treasury collects? Correct. Okay. Both. They pay a higher tax rate on their own income, and they pay a disproportionate share of the, uh, of the, of the revenue that's brought in as a share of, the, of their amount of income they earn in the economy overall. Let me bring the audience in on this on the Oakland Heart Jeweler Talk and Text Line at 504-260-1870 if you have any questions about this. 
Uh, President Biden proposing a tax on billionaires. Adam Michelle, director of the tax policy studies for the Cato Institute. So if somebody's listening right now, Adam, and they say, wait a minute, billionaires, they got plenty. Let them pay more. Take the tax burden off of me. I'm making $80,000 a year, and, and as it is, I'm having a hard time making ends meet. Yeah, take more money from them. How's that going to hurt anything? I'm just saying, you know, if that's what somebody's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> well, first, I, I agree that all Americans pay uh, too much in taxes, and we should be lowering taxes for, for everyone. But the idea that we can uh, we can fix all of our problems by just sticking it to the rich is wrong in a, in a couple of different ways. First, someone like Jeff, Be- Jeff Bezos' wealth at $125 billion isn't just in gold bars under his mattress. It's mainly in capital, in Amazon, which supports opportunities for millions of workers around the country. Same thing with Elon Musk. His wealth is in the value of Tesla, SpaceX, Twitter, uh, and all of his other businesses that innovate and employ countless Americans. And so uh, taxing these these folks not just on their income, the amount of money they receive every year, but also taxing them on their wealth, which would include all of these businesses, which is what President Biden is proposing, uh, is is essentially a tax on entrepreneurs who risk their capital to invest in our shared futures, and that hurts jobs, that hurts uh, future innovation, that hurts economic growth, that has sort of broad costs, not just for those wealthy people, but for sort of society as a whole. How many billionaires do we have in this country? Do you know? Uh, Billionaires, I I don't have that number in front of me. I know that, so this tax that Biden is proposing is supposed to hit people that are not actually just billionaires, but anyone with a net worth over $100 million. So it's a little bit of a, 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 a misnamed proposal he has. Uh, and estimates, so it's hard to, to get estimates of these things, so we don't actually know how many of these people there are. But estimates put that this tax could fall on somewhere between five and 10,000 people in, in America, which is uh, uh, not very many. So let me take a break. We'll pick it up here. We come back. 504-260-187. If you have any questions or comments, I'll pass them along to Adam Michelle, who is our guest director of tax policy studies for the Cato Institute, talking about the proposed so-called billionaire tax that President Biden brought up in the State of the Union um, address. One question I have when we come back is, so if you take this money from these people and put it in the U.S. Treasury, what happens then, and how does it affect people that aren't billionaires, and is there any way you could cut the tax burden for them and have the billionaires pay more? Because I think that's a populist way to look at it, but the numbers may not add up to that. And then again, I'm sure there are some opportunity costs there as well. 620 more. We come back. Traffic now, WWL. 624 and a half, Lundy Gras 2023. We'll talk to Arthur Hardy later, editor, publisher of the Mardi Gras Guide. Right now, since it is just Monday, February 20th, President's Day, everywhere else, we're talking to Adam Michelle, director of tax policy studies for the Cato Institute. President Biden uh, floated an idea of a billionaire tax and we're trying to explain what that would do and whether it would actually be a good idea. And so far, so far, I think, Adam, the answer is it wouldn't do much and it's not a good idea. Yes? Yes, I think that's a, that's a, fair, a fair summary. Um, so let me get to the text line here because I like to bring the audience in on this. That is exactly how it should be. If you earn more, you should pay more, especially considering that corporations barely pay anything if uh, not anything, in taxes. So the individuals should get taxed at a higher rate than the average U.S. citizen anyway. 
Um, do you know what you call a billion multi-billionaire that you tax at 50% still a billionaire? Anyway, I see what they're trying to say there. Your thoughts? Uh, uh, yeah, so back to the, the conversation we were having before, the sort of the top 1% of, of all Americans, they earn about 21% of the, of the income uh, in, in the whole in the entire United States. And they pay 40% of all income taxes. So that on its face should sort of should tell you that the, the higher income folks are paying a disproportionate share of their of their income into into the federal coffers. Well, the top one percent so, make what? Uh, so the, the top one percent, the cut point is about six hundred thousand dollars. But the, the the same thing applies if you if you sort of follow that all the way up the uh, the, the distribution. But what percentage we of about, income so, was it? Uh, the top one percent make. They they make about twenty one percent of all the income in the United States, and they pay forty percent of all income taxes. Got you. That's all I was trying to get you to repeat. Uh, uh, but you see you see a similar relationship if you go even higher up the the, the income distribution. The top point zero one percent of income earners make about fifteen million dollars a year. They pay a twenty five percent income tax rate uh, on average, according to I, IRS data. And that doesn't include even things like payroll taxes and, and other forms of taxes that they pay. How do you factor in the work that the Cato Institute does with the political realities that we live with? And, and what I mean by that is, yes, we should pay less in taxes. Yes, we should stop spending money. The deficit should go down yearly. The debt should go down. We should start paying that down. But, Adam, do you really think that's ever going to start happening or not? <laughs> Well, I certainly hope hope so. That's, I do too. Uh, that's the sort of core of, of 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 the work that we do. But I think the the first uh, the, the the sort of core piece of, of what, what I try to do on a day to day basis is educate people about how big of a of a hole we're in and how hard it actually is to 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 fix the problem of the deficit and debt. The the CBO recently, the Congressional Budget Office, nonpartisan score, scorekeepers recently came out with revised estimates. And over the next 10 years, the federal deficit is about $20 trillion over, over 10 years. Uh, and what that deficit means is means we're not bringing in enough revenue to pay out the, for the amount of money that the government is paying out over, over that 10-year window. And so something like this billionaire tax that Biden is proposing covers about 2% of that 10-year deficit. The tax should raise about, is proposed to raise about $300 billion dollars uh, it'll cover about 2% of that $20 trillion deficit that CBO projects. And that doesn't even uh, count all of the new spending that President Biden proposed in his State of the Union. Trillions and trillions of more dollars over that same window. So these little taxes that are pol- a fun political talking points for, for President Biden are uh, ultimately not serious proposals to address really any of the fiscal challenges we have ahead of us. And to be fair, you know, they both love spending money. Correct. Both both parties, Republicans and Democrats, are, are both uh, – they, they should own uh, sort of equal shares of the, the deficit and debt. But that doesn't really change the reality of the, of the problem that we have, have in front of us. And it certainly doesn't change the fact that we can't tax our way out of this hole. Uh, there just certainly isn't enough income or wealth in the United States. Um, at the sort of top of the income distribution to close the current gap that we have uh, ahead of us. Does this have any political life at all, the so-called billionaire tax? Uh, uh, I, it's 
certainly gaining popularity in Washington, not necessarily just the billionaire tax, but the idea of taxing people uh, on their year-to-year gains, net changes in wealth, rather than taxing them on the income they actually earn, uh, is gaining popularity. So uh, this idea of that this tax would, instead of taxing the stream of income that you get, it would change, it would tax your, your change in, in paper stock holdings, essentially. So rather than, so for example, Mark Zuckerberg's wealth increased 80% in 2020, it decreased 30% in 2021. Uh, this proposal would, would be taxing that year-to-year fluctuation, regardless of whether or not he sold some of Facebook stock. Uh, and uh, and that idea is, is really problematic. It's both administratively really complex, and we know that it's a, that it would never just stay on billionaires. Ultimately, like the history of all taxes, it would expand uh, and and ultimately end up falling on uh, on every Americans and the investments that we have in in the stock market. Thank you, Adam. I appreciate your time, Adam Michelle, Director of Tax Policy Studies for the Cato Institute. When we come back. We're going to talk about presidents. Because it is President's Day right now, time for WWL First News.